Hello and welcome to Don't Argue. Powered by Bet Easy. It's 2019. The season opener is at our doorstep, and we've got the panel to take you through it all the way through to the grand final. We're going to start with our man. Wayne Carey, the Duck, the superstar from North Melbourne. Welcome back, Duck. Yeah, g'day, gentlemen. This is our first gig. First, our first gig for the year, 2019. A little bit toey. Had a good pre-season. <laughs> you look like it. You're, had a good um, pre-season, though, Dicko, yeah, so it yeah. uh, should be a good year. Well, and congratulations, Duck. Oh, thank on the, you. On the boy, yeah, the yeah. North Melbourne father-son yeah. ruler, yeah. hopefully in vogue in a little, uh, 18 little, years. Little Carter. Yeah, and you I've, got big hands, you, you got know big what? mitts. And, oh, look, I haven't looked at that. Oh, please. <laughs> um, please. No, but, uh, <laughs> I, of course he does. I know, <laughs> I know we're going to get into a little bit of that, but like I said, if you have a good pre-season, you're generally going to have a good year. Okay. I've well, had a ripper. You're glowing, so unless you're pregnant, you've done really well in the off-season. And our newest member, the big signings came across the summer, Lynch to Richmond, but the biggest one here for Bet Easy, yes. a man who got... Drafted 17 years ago, the number one draft pick. Wow, Jay, Seven. Jay Just was uh, my agent. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, well, that's what we do on this yeah, panel. Yeah. We shoot each other down. You'll get used to it. <laughs> Brendan Goddard, welcome, BJ. Oh, Thanks, boys. Yeah. Uh, was it the it'll... greatest grand final mark in in history? Do you still think that climbing above the, the I, I, well? Collingwood players? I make out I'm joking, but I have told the boys many times that if we had a one, there'd be a bronze statue at me at Marabba. <laughs> <laughs> Peak of your powers then. Absolute. Yeah, yeah, best, yep. best player in the comp. Yep. Oh, at that stage. 34 games and could have kept going. We'll get to that and later. And we've on. got him yes. just to be the voice. Blow me up and then shoot me down. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be the voice of reason on this show too. He will. Bring a little bit of... Uh, and a little insight, sort of, a little insight yes. for our listeners too. Uh, we have a WhatsApp group to just get the topics, and BJ requested that we change the icon to his mark. <laughs> yeah. So it is his mark there. So he stepped into the role beautifully. Uh, our man that brings us the news first here from the Herald Sun, Jay Clark. Uh, welcome back, Jay boy. Hello, Dicko. Uh, great to be here. Lots of big issues bubbling away, not just for the whole season. Who's going to win the flag? It's a, a wide open race, but also round one. Some uh, some interesting issues there. We'll talk about Tom Lynch, Gary Ablett, and have we overrated? Melbourne, uh, mm. all on the agenda, my friend. Well, it is on the agenda. Let's get to Thursday night, though. Richmond and uh, Carlton, they do it every year, and we know Richmond, sixteen, Carlton, 5.25. They're the odds. 35.5 is the line, so that's a massive line to start on Thursday night. But let's touch Tom Lynch. Yep. Um, he's not going to play, or is he going to play? He hasn't played any JLT. Interrupted pre-seasons, done some full sessions. You know the backstory yeah. to it. Well, he hasn't played any JLT games, boys. We know he's a huge investment for Richmond. Seven-year deal, nearly a million dollars a season. Is it a big risk, Duck, to wheel him out in round one? Like, he hasn't had any real match conditioning just yet, yet the Tigers are thinking about playing him against Carlton. Should he play or should he have some VFL time? Well, for me, it's not about whether he's played a match or not. It's how much of the pre-season that he's actually done. So if he's done it eighty percent or more, which he hasn't, then I have no problem with him rolling out in, in round one. But That's if he's if he's done less than that, BJ, I think he's probably has to have a little bit of match conditioning and or just complete more sessions. So he doesn't necessarily have to, you know, play a VFL game or anything like that. And I don't think they're going to risk him in in the VFL anyway. But mm. if he gets some more training under his belt, and they think that's what he needs, and that's what I think they should do. This is a bloke that's coming off a lot, a lot of injuries, yeah. hasn't played a lot of footy for two years now. Yeah. So you're, We get you're, obsessed with round one. Yeah, we do. As players, you yeah. do as well. So everyone wants to be out there. and Tom's probably um, more so because coming from Gold Coast and then being part of Richmond now, it's, you know, he's on the big stage where he wanted to be. But um, we don't know the exact details of what he's done. So you're saying less than 80%? He would have definitely left. I mean, he's so, really only ramped up since Christmas. Yeah. So we're and, not sure what that looks like mm. in terms of the details. So only he and the club will know. But I, I, like, 
long-term picture is he shouldn't play mm. based on what we know. Yep. And Richmond are going to be fine without him, let's be yep. honest. So I think... And, be conservative. Yeah, and I, I think it sounds like Richmond are coming out like saying that early... I think Hardwick said they got going a bit too good too early last year. Yep. So long-term, keep him for... Not so keep him for the back end, but make sure he's in prime long physical game. condition yeah. when it needs but to be. These guys that have done a lot of pre-seasons, and I'm not sure whether he's done a lot of full pre-seasons, but generally if you have, after your seventh or eighth, you can you can go from being yeah. not fit to super fit in a Pretty month. Quick. And, and he's in a, a month. Apparently he's an animal on the track well, yeah. he, and it and what he does. So it doesn't take much, yeah. uh, you know, especially after a lot. Well, Buddy had 10 years of pre-seasons and didn't train last year mm. and had one of his best years. Exactly. Just quickly though, because say he does play, and Dimmer goes, okay, I'm not going to disrespect Carlton, but we're going to play him because he's one of those guys that he might keep training, but he's better off getting a, a quarter or two or three. How does? <laughs> I'll ask him for t- half, will you? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, just play uh, the first round of the... Yeah, well, <laughs> sometimes on, you just throw him in, play a half a footy, see how he goes. But if they do play him, how does it work with Rewalt? Yeah. Well, Rewalt will play up the ground. I, I think one of the great strengths of Jack now, I mean, remember when he was a stay-at-home full forward? Mm. He now, his delivery of the footy, the way he uses the footy, he'll play up the ground. Lynch will park himself in the goal square. He's a he's he's got to be a big chance. Lynch or now Dusty with his well, Dusty will yeah, be up there. Time, I mean, yeah. and that's the thing. I mean, if if Dusty spends time up there, all of a sudden you got that three pronged attack. Geez, you'd want to be you'd be pretty happy about being the fourth forward, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, you're not going to get obviously, you know, a, a, a fantastic defender. If he was to play. Underdone, you'd suggest he played deep, but yeah. when he's when he's up and about, yeah. he's, up. he's he's an elite runner for his size as well. So there's no reason that the three they of can't them just swap can't the, yeah, rotate, rotate through. Probably Dusty being the, the least likely <laughs> is he a to chance do for so. The, is he a chance for the Coleman? Of course he is. He's going to get double the amount of opportunities than he had at the Gold Coast Suns. He's going to have Dusty down there to mop up. He's got Rewalt. He's going to get. He's going to have a cracker year. Absolute cracker. Does it compromise the defensive structure? So Richmond won a flag in 2017 with that manic pressure forward with the smalls. Now they're going taller, aren't they? With Tom Lynch and and Jack Rewalt. BJ, does it does it kind of take away from that from that that bite and snap in the Richmond forward line having a go? Because he's not he's not a big tackle. He's not a big defensive player. Big, but I think he's adequate when he's up and about. I don't think that's a real issue with his game as such. And Jack, that's an area where Jack has improved too. Yep. His defensive mindset, yep. his defensive structures. Um, so I don't, you know, there's probably one that stands out that's it hasn't changed is Dusty, but I don't see it to be a big issue because he's capable of doing it. So they can carry him defensively because he's obviously such a special player. Yep. Jay, this this rhubarb of ev- everyone thinking that uh, you only have you have to play small because of defensive pressure. Well, that's how they. If you've got them. a big. If you've got, if they had a good big man, yep. they would have been playing him every week. Yep. They, they, so who says he, they, they can't set win up. doing it a different way, mate? Well, they're going to find out. You have to evolve your game. They set up because of what they had at their disposal. Yep. Now they've got a big forward, a big, a good big guy is better than a good little guy every day of the yep. week. And keep bringing those Dennis Pagans rhubarb. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one a week. That's all, all I ask. I love that rhubarb. <laughs> but he's nine dollars for the Coleman Medal. And he'll get my money any day of the yeah, week yeah. because he's going to get double. So you still think Jack would be thereabouts? Wouldn't it be one of the two? If, 
Yep. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They could both uh, kick 60. Jay, give us the rundown on Dusty Martin. He came <laughs> out during the week and talked about his last year and uh, unfulfilled, but give us the detail and we'll have a bit of a discussion. He looked off last year. He had Lee Matthews said he had the best individual year of any player in the game in 2017. We saw last year he came a little bit off. We thought he might have been injured with an adductor problem, uh, but we find out at the weekend that he said he struggled mentally. You know, he climbed the mountain and then wasn't feeling fulfilled or, or, or motivated. And, and looking back, I guess that, that sort of makes a bit of sense, Duck. But I mean, you were the best player in the game for how many years? How did you, once you'd won the premiership, you were the best player in the game. How did you go having that break and then winding back up for another year? Did you ever feel like that? I think if you ask a lot of players that played for a long period of time, the, the motivating force for me, and, I, and I've spoken to Nathan Buckley about this, and when we've been at Hall of Fame dinners, it's funny how you, you listen to all of those speeches and all of the speeches are generally the same in terms of how they prepared for footy. For me, it was fear of not being as good as I was the year before. So for me, it was about having an unbelievable pre-season, better, what I, you know, better times, stronger, all of that, just because of the fear of not reaching those heights. But I will say in terms of Dusty, I think the, the, the one place where you feel safest if you are going through you know, some problems mm-hmm. off ground is when you're actually with your teammates at training, you can sort of separate yourself. And then when you step onto that ground, it's sort of like everything goes away. So that's why, by the way, being a bit harsh, he was All-Australian again last year. He, he had a he super, didn't have the same He year. had a super year. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't but think you'll ever have... Standards, yeah, standards. Yeah. Was he? And, and probably more so from the media and yeah, externally. Exactly. You think we judged him harshly? Well, I think harshly. so last year, based yeah. on he's just had the greatest yeah. season and we expect him to man. do it again. Yeah. And then it's and that's and, and to be in that position, I'm, I'm tipping everything had to be going right, which it seemed like it was for Dustin yeah. at the time. But like he said, that he's climbed the mountain now. He's struggling to find. Sounds like a new motivation where Duck said his motivation was the fear of not being. Yeah, and which what I experienced yours? too, which is. After 2010, yeah. I said, you, you can either go two ways, I said, down the path of feeling comfortable and getting complacent, or yeah. I can work even harder. Yeah. But then my start of my season that year was actually poor because what I found that? myself try, like literally trying too hard to not fail. Mm. And I wasn't playing instinctively and all this kind of stuff, so I finally let go. But it wasn't through a lack of work because I worked as hard as I ever did, yeah. trained as hard yeah. as I was, fit as I ever was. So yeah. it wasn't that. But I, I use that as a motivation where it sounds like Dusty's struggling to find... Mm. And that's very individualised. Yeah. What he he's, now he's got the money, he's got the premiership, everything. Yeah. What's he? What's your new motivation to get his better? Dad, his dad's in New Zealand, yeah, which has been a difficult thing for him, also. Well, thanks for bringing up the bee in his bonnet. Uh, he climbed the mount, but never won a Brownlow because he abused umpires. <laughs> that's, right. that's his only regret in his whole career oh, that he was nice forward. to the umpires. Fords don't win. Very, very happy. <laughs> the argument. I'm very very happy. happy. Not to. No, I'm bitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, get you and Rui in a room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's talk about Carlton yep. because uh, the opposition on Thursday night, but two wins last year. Oh, and BJ, first of all. I'm sorry, Dicko, first of all. We need to ask BJ because they came to him. This is the elephant in the room. They came, yeah. This, well, we need to go by the rundown. We need to get to this first. Because he had his chance at the press conference the other week, but he wasn't there. He was too busy sipping beers. I was at the bar, oh. so I sort of missed that so bit. So I, I dropped the exclusive and he wasn't there. <laughs> That, that actually happened. But the real was the real question asked. So what happened? You met Stephen Silvani where? And he said to you, Brendan, <laughs> That's a key point. come save us. What, what did he say? It didn't say that. So it was, it was a phone call from Soss and obviously having a relationship with Soss in previous years. Yep. Um, it was a brief discussion and it wasn't actually after the Doherty injury, which everyone 
I was away at the time. Well, thought or just yeah. slow news week those couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense that they'd need another half back. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, it? yeah, of course. Uh, and then it was actually post the. Um, Jared, retirement. No, Jared Pickett, was it? Oh, his yeah. Injury? Yep. So that yep. was last training session of, I think, pre Christmas. Anyway, so a brief discussion just before Christmas, and then we just happened to be in the same place at the same time. Just happened to be? North. North Australia, <laughs> up in that area. Just, no know. private jets taken. Uh, and then holiday. A, a brief discussion around his thoughts and, and whatever, and that's all that it was. Um, so I was never... But they were keen? Uh, they, were, they were semi-keen, I would say. They, they, needed, they needed discussions as a group and whatever, so I won't go into too many details, but it didn't eventually, I didn't get too much traction where I had to make a decision. So I did have to start training just in case. <laughs> Jump on the I, treadmill. <laughs> I hadn't done, hadn't done a hell of a lot, but it was it was a brief discussion and then that's all it was. A phone call a couple of weeks later and it was... If, if they said there's a spot for you, BJ, would you have taken it? Well, thankfully I didn't have to... I wasn't that far down that track where I had to make a decision, so... Were you excited I, I, about I, the prospect of playing footy again? Uh... The physical shape I was in at the time, probably not, no. There was a bit more water to go on the bridge when, to get yeah. to that point, so I can't, yeah. I can't give you a definitive answer. Sounds like you were happy that you didn't actually have to make yeah. the decision. Yeah, because, yeah. like I said, I was, I was glad, yeah. yeah. You comfortable nothing to lose. Am I comfortable? Yeah. yeah. Hanging out with us? Yeah. yeah. Hanging out. Mate, for, this is my first job as a, a retired footballer. Driving in this morning, I was on the phone to a mate going, I'm on, on the way to my first job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, how good. And yeah. guess where his second job is? Uh, pe playing pennant for Metro. <laughs> <laughs> so he's on five. Let's talk about Carl. Yep. Two wins last year. Everyone's expecting and predicting at the moment, and we'll all go through it. Who's going to win the flag? Who's going to win the spoon? Where do we see them? Am I going to improve? Massively? Marginally? Where, where's Carlton at? Oh, look, for me, it's, it's not all about wins. They got flogged at times last year. So I think if they're more competitive, I mean, two wins, I think they'll win more than that this year. What's I think, the pass mark? Uh, oh, a pass mark for me, like mm -hmm. I said, isn't for Carlton, isn't about just wins. Number. It's about how competitive yeah, yeah. they are from week to week. If they, can't, if they don't have those blowouts, and even if they, say, get four wins, but they're competitive, they, they lose a couple by small margins, that's an improvement. Yeah. That's an improvement. So you're looking at the for and against, really. Absolutely. You're saying, right, oh, their defence is holding up a yeah. little bit. They're obviously yeah. not attacking and getting as much there, but they're having a little uh, marginal gain. So that the, the pass mark would be based on their actions, is essentially. Like I'm, I'm a duck. The win-loss the win -loss is really irrelevant. Um, so, so they finish they, bottom two again with three wins. That's okay. Well, it's not okay from... As long as uh, they're competitive in games. And you see improvement. You'll be able to see it. Mm. You'll be able to see through their actions where they're heading. So I think that's... And so the, the lines, like last year, you know, anyone that likes to look at lines when they're, you know, having a crack on, you know, the first round, yeah. Richmond v Carlton, I mean, that's that's the perfect scenario right there. Last year, first round, really, really competitive. Yep. And then, as we said, they had some blowouts during the year. So they've which just got get, to eliminate get, those. Yeah, which you're going to get from a young list. So you, you find the young list will... As they get experience and get older, they'll gradually just get better at competing for longer. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to have their lower weeks where they've been up for four and they're yeah. going to be down for two. But those, that margin between the best and the worst gets yeah. closer as they get older and more experienced. Well, so, we, yeah. so that's where you, you expect that trend to keep going. But in terms of a win-loss, I'm with Duck. You, I, you yeah. can't. I can't love it. One. I love the 35 and a half start. I really do because round one you're up and about. You don't know what's going to happen. JLT. You think Carlton you know, get within six goals? 
I think they do. Yeah, yeah. I they've like. Got some, I, they've got some. They've got some serious talent. Serious talent, and it only need you only need those guys. And and look, it's a lot to put on young shoulders. But you only need those guys to come in and have a bit of an impact straight away. Not everyone does, but there are players that do. And then you just get that improvement from that middle rung. That you know, and, and you look at all the premiership sides over the last few years. Look at West Coast. Look at the guys that jumped out of the ground. You know, Sheed gets an opportunity. You know, unbelievable. They had guys that had career best years, yeah. just like Richmond did when they won it, and just like the Bulldogs did when they won it. And that's what Carlton need. They just need everyone up and about to be competitive. All right, we're going to take a break, quarter time, and after the break, Essendon and Melbourne are going to be under the microscope with their panel. You're listening to Don't Argue, powered by Bet Easy. Welcome back to Don't Argue, powered by Bet Easy. Let's take a look at Essendon and then the Giants. Uh, Essendon outside is two twenty. The Giants a dollar sixty eight. Too much hype. I've got this on the rundown because Jay is up and about with Essendon, and uh, you're bullish. I've been no, I've been, I've been worried about their preseason. I really like their list. I think they're a top four, top six list. They need to play finals. Haven't won a final in uh, fifteen. Is, is it sixteen? That, is that a list now or a list in two or three years? I like the list now. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's mature enough to be winning a final, which they haven't done in a decade and a half. And there's no more excuses for your former mob, BJ, to be honest. But I'm worried. I didn't like the signs um, in the summer. Cale Hooker's out for the first month. Joe Danaher's out for the first month. For me, this is Jake Stringer's time to step up. He didn't finish top 10 to best and fairest last year, BJ. He did kick 30 goals. But that trade, when it happened from the Bulldogs, we're all up in arms. That trade hasn't hurt the Bulldogs yet. He hasn't kicked on yet, Jakey Stringer. And this is his time without Joe Danaher to really make his presence felt. Um, I, th- I hear he's had a very good summer, but can he can he do it, BJ? Is he going to be one of those players, bit of a tease, was good in 2016? I mean, you've seen him close up. Is he good enough or not? Oh, I think he's, I think he's good enough with the right guys around him. And I think, I don't, I don't think... Uh, he's a, a number one forward as such yeah, because of his size. Yeah. Um, and he's he's attributes he does has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. But he's the number one talent in that forward line. He is. So, but I think with like the Joey being out, um, he's going to hurt because he essentially now will yep. get the best defender. So I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, he Bulldogs forward line back then was quite small. Mm-hmm. So. They're actually hard to match up on, but they had a lot of the like-for-like, like, yep. I'd say. So Jake probably... He was getting about the third best defender. Yeah, mm-hmm. second or third. Yep. So that, that helps. But with Joey, I reckon he's even better. So um, there's no doubt that he does have to perform consistently. Yeah. And we've seen his talent there. But um, as a forward, I'm not quite sure because I still think we'll see him play mm. a bit through the midfield and use his attributes around stoppage because stats show that he is actually a great or elite if you want his footy terms, elite yep. clearance yep. player when he's in there. But he left the Bulldogs because he didn't. The Bulldogs said he didn't work hard enough off the field. What did you see up close at the Bombers? Does he work hard enough? Is he a manic trainer or not? Oh no, no Jake's not a manic trainer, and, and he knows that. So Jake is a guy that he does what he's expected to do. So, so he does, a, does what he has to do, and then well, yeah, and and you know, the majority. That's the majority. Mm. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. But Duck, is that but, good enough, yeah. BJ? Well. Well, it is, it is in a sense. Is that some, good enough for John Worsfold? That wouldn't be good enough for me as a leader of the footy club. Yeah, I don't like past around. Mark Blake. Is that good enough for Elsa Clarkson? No, it's not. No, it's not, but uh, you go to Hawthorne and you tell me that every guy's a, you know, an elite trainer. manic trainer. A manic trainer. No, no, it was just Saints in 2009 and 10, we had our best years, and not everyone was like that. That's mm-hmm. a lot. 
to be honest, that's where a lot of my frustrations came early when I was young and I expect that everyone, everyone was like going to train like me yeah. or Lenny. And, and yep. But the reality is not because yeah. not everyone's built like us, yeah. not mine's like us. So you had to compromise and, you know, if, if, they, if guys from that level get to a certain level, then it's, it is acceptable, I think, because mm -hmm. I don't think they have the capability mentally and physically to go above that. Mm -hmm. So you need to get them to an acceptable level, which Jake has been at and what I've experienced. Mm -hmm. But in terms of getting that nev next level, it's it's. I do agree with you, though. I, I like I like their list. And, and once again, I'll, I'll come back to what I said before. Um, you know, they, they need Fantasia. They need mm -hmm. Stringer. They yeah. need these guys, yeah, Tipper, to have really, really solid good years and play just about every game. The one thing that will help Stringer this year, even if he does get the number one defender because Joe's out, is uh, the, the new rules. The 6-6-6 and defenders having to play a bit more one-on-one. -on -one. If yeah. Jakey can get some one-on-one -on -one contest, because he is, he's a, he's yeah, a bull. Right. He's a bull of a player. And he is good in the telephone box, so to speak. So, you know, we know he's good on the deck. So if he can get more of that, players not able to get that third man up, then... You know, that might really play to his advantage. And a guy come in for Danaher is Shawnee McKernan, who did a great job last year. And is he we, underrated? We structured up really well with him mm -hmm. there, and he accepted and played his role. He actually took responsibility of the forward line with Orazio mm -hmm. uh, in terms of a leadership role and organising structures and all that kind of thing. So I, I think, and he's, uh, by all reports, in good shape and had a pretty solid pre-season, so he'll, he'll step straight in. Mm. Essendon $15 for the flag, so the traders are telling us there's been some nibbles and we know in previous years that Bulldogs out of nowhere, Richmond out of nowhere, so there has been some bets on it. But the big one I like to talk about is Melbourne, $7 for the flag, equal mm. with the West Coast Eagles. Now, are we overrating Melbourne? I know I'm we, certainly not. We? Well, Jay <laughs> likes to Jay's, say we. Jay's mob. Well, yeah, he's overrating them. Well, you look in the Herald Sun magazine, every second tipster has picked Melbourne for the flag. They're the youngest team they in the top eight last year. They fall in love with the, uh, the good story. The, they do. Yes, the fairy tale. The fairy tale. Yeah. Well, have we overrated them or there's, not? There's, a, there's a, a word that puts amazing pressure on teams and clubs, and it's called expectation. Yep. And all of a sudden, I guess, and they've never had it before, they had a little bit of it last year. Yeah. But then the momentum grew. They obviously got to a prelim, disappointing in a prelim. So the expectation this year is for them to get to another prelim. We know, well, don't worry about grand final, but if they can get back to a prelim and give themselves a shot at, you know, going into a grand final, then that's, that's a pass for me. I don't think they have to win, but to get back to give yourself that opportunity, they've certainly got the list. They've got the players. They've got May there. Um, you know, they've let a cut. Yeah, they've let a little bit of their depth go, obviously, to other clubs to get, obviously, you know, players that they needed in there. They needed a big defender because, let's be honest, you know, Frost um, got found out a little bit in the uh, in the prelim. Um, McDonald was the other one, got found out a little bit in the in the prelim against the big forward. So they need that really strong defender. They've got him. He's got to, obviously, he's got to have one of those years where he plays all the, all the games and he's, he's got to stand up. So, look, they're as good a chance as any. It's whether they can handle the expectation of expecting or everyone expecting them to win. If they handle that well, then I, I think they'll give themselves the opportunity. Well, I'm with you. They made a prelim. So I'm going to give you a correlation with the Giants. They made a prelim, next year prelim. So they've done it year after year. But the expectation on Melbourne now is big pressure. They were the hunter last year. Now they've become the hunted because everyone's had them when Champion Data came out and said they're the best list in the AFL. Oh, all of a sudden, Melbourne go, hang on. And all their players, they've got that psyche, I reckon. I've been a big um, They've all got it, do they? 
Are you breaking? You're suggesting it's part of their culture. Part of their culture. They've got to break a big thing of their culture. When pressure comes to Melbourne, well, they culture is the most rhubarb word. <laughs> oh, rhubarb's the biggest <laughs> rhubarb out. word. I wanted one a week, not not keep rolling with the same Blown one. Out in footy culture. Culture's built off hundreds of years and thousands of years. And we, footy clubs just say, "Oh, we've got a bad culture." Collingwood had a bad culture, and then now they've got a really good culture. We had we had one of the worst cultures ever. We you, no, you had a weekend great culture. We'd go out and have a few beers. That's and do a all good that. culture. Is that a good? Well, I thought it was a good culture. Yeah. But <laughs> it doesn't mean. Well, don't. When you're winning, when you're winning, you've got a good. We'll culture. rephrase it. We'll rephrase it. When you're losing, it. you've got a so, bad culture. Right. Rephrase what culture about to environment. 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 There you go. It's a better word. But they're we've, in Melbourne. We've got a they're great in the environment. Hub. You know, everyone works well together. Not we've got. We've all of a sudden got a great culture. We'll put it this way. If you're playing against Melbourne, you want to smack them. You want to give it to them because they went last year and they made a prelim pretty vocal the year before when they um, flopped out a little bit and previous to that they were gobby to Collingwood and then they had the last laugh. So they're on the they're on the tee for me and uh, sides are sitting there with the big Bertha to give uh, BJ's plus two handicap. That's, 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 where you, that's where you want to be. Exactly, but I'm wondering how they're going to handle that. What about what well, about? I was just led by Goody, which which I know and personally. So yeah. I think they're in good hands good today hands? with that they're expectation. So where, where does the draw? I mean, uh, this doesn't get talked about enough for me. So I'm going to talk about it now. <laughs> the draw. There's no. Uh, it's no surprise that sides that finished outside the eight the year prior jumped straight into the top four and went boom. So you know there there are sides sitting out like Collingwood. So I'm talking about Collingwood at Melbourne now. Their draws are a lot tougher. Mm. So let's not forget that. So if they're slightly off, that's why either of those sides could actually yep. dip a little bit purely off the back of that. They've got yep. the best young midfield in the game. They lost contested ball in only two games they're last, be playing better teams. last season. They're going to be playing better teams. I think they'll teams. step up. They were in step the, up to the correct me if I'm wrong, the middle six last year when they did the draw? Yep. So they're in the top six this year. Yep. So Ducks spot on. Yep. So they're last year they were obviously handed some... Just uh, watch this space, Dicko. Yeah, okay, well, all right. Watch this space. Halftime here on Don't Argue, powered by Bet Easy. After the break, we're going to rip into... It's open duck season, I won't say any more. Stick around. Ducks Race is back for 2019 and the king down the end there has promised a big one. I'm going to hand it straight over. What do we got, Duck? Dicko, been a lot happened over the summer, be fair to say, but the biggest thing that uh, got under my uh, bonnet was the jumper. The Bulldogs, they're going to wear a Thor jumper and everyone's up in arms. Please, we've got clubs selling games to China, we've got clubs playing in Ballarat, got all this sort of stuff. By the way, I reckon the Thor jumper looks fantastic. It actually makes blokes... Not that rip look ripped. <laughs> <laughs> those little kids wear those little suits, Superman suits, and then they have the abs and all that sort of stuff. I think it looks fantastic. They make a lot of money out of it. Who cares? Players have been doing it for, uh, clubs have been doing it for ages. We had the blues years ago, wear a little baby blue number. We've had all sorts of stuff. In actual fact, we wore an orange jumper because we had a sponsor that was orange. So <laughs> I don't see the problem with it. I, it's, it's a one-off game. It's sacred, Duck. The, People, the, 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 the colours are, for some fans... The tradi- tradi- traditionalists think it's yeah. the yeah. elder statesman. You know what? <laughs> one, the club, one, the club makes some money. They're not the majority anymore. Yeah. Two, there'll be plenty of kids out there that want the Thor jumper, mm. so they get a little bit back through merchandise as well. God, surely there's 
you know, other things to worry about yeah. than, you know, club from wearing a man jumper. Who, who used to wear the big S under his with the red jocks, just <laughs> hoping that someone had written the North Melbourne Guernsey off. Always looking for the phone box in the pocket, weren't you, Doug? Um, let's talk about Geelong and Collingwood. I reckon this is the match of uh, round one for me. Geelong outsiders two twenty five. Collingwood a dollar sixty five. Big talking point is Ablett forward. What impacts he going to have, BJ? Well, Duck deserve. Sorry, oh, Dicko. Do you deserve credit because you said last <laughs> year? Sorry, BJ. Duck that the, you were unsure about the Gary Ablett trade, and I think we were all talking up saying how good's the homecoming. You had the question mark, and he had an okay year, Gaz. He got big numbers, but didn't finish top ten best and fairest. The role maybe didn't work. Possibly now he's going. Now he's going forward. What does he have to do? Does he have to kick 40, 50 goals? Let's, does he have to tackle Gary Ablett? The, the thing about, and we, we spoke about this before with Dusty Martin, he's, you know, he's a victim of his own standards, Gary Ablett, simple as that. Yep. Being the best player in the competition for a number of, well, not for a, a few years now, but was for, you know, so, for, yeah. so, for yeah. so long. Now, he's not that Gary Ablett anymore. He's not even close to it. And, and last year, and I watched a lot of uh, their games, he picked and chosen when he wanted to have a real go and then other games he just, you know, did what he wanted to do. As a permanent forward, for me, the thing that um, is worrying, he doesn't mark the footy above his head, BJ, and he's still worried about shoulder. his shoulder. So, therefore, he's not a great tackler. Is he, though? Is he, is he verbally said that? Well, I, well, by watching him, yeah, okay, he, yeah. by watching him, he, 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 and look, it's been it's been a number of years now, and 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 look, we we don't know. The one thing that we don't know is how much he's still whether he is in pain, yeah. um, and he and he still has a. It looks to me like he yeah. does, but let's be honest. Another preseason, who knows? But he's not a marking forward, as you said. He's not a great pressuring player. So the one thing we do know, though, the, the footy IQ oh. is absolutely incredible. So he'll be able to he'll be able to smell out, sneak out a few goals. So he'll be, he'll be dangerous, but he's not he's not that lead out marking forward. He's but, he's not a he's not a strong mark anymore above his head. So I'm, that's a little bit worrying. I'm bullish about him though, up forward, because the expectation now is not that he has to be the best player. And there's another year that he hasn't been at that level. And him up forward, if I was a forward and going right, Ablett's in my forward line. I know he's not going to pressure and tackle. Gee whiz, he's going to do he's going to do some serious stuff on the ground. It shouldn't be that expectation that he yeah. should be the best player anymore. Uh, no. Duck saying he's. he's we hold him to two high standards. Yeah, we 35 do. this year. Is yeah. he two years mm. older than me? So, you, yeah, you, externally, I don't think internally they'll be saying, like, Gaz, you don't, you, one, physically or mentally, you don't have to do that stuff anymore. You can't. Two goals so, a game. So one of, yeah. Two goals a game. But the thing you said about picking and choosing, you'd hope that he's not, not like consciously, but picking and choosing in terms of his effort, which it sounded like you said. Yeah, I, I, I just thought there were games where... Avoided fun, contact? Funnily enough, yes, it, when he got put under a little bit of pressure, when the outside yeah. noise went up, there were games where he was brilliant. I, think, I remember that game against Melbourne yep. last quarter. I mean, he, was, yeah. he, he looked like the Gary Abbott yeah. of four or five years ago yeah. for so a you'd, quarter. You'd hope there was none of that. So yeah. that's either one of two things. Is, is it something mentally or, or, fi- or physically? Yeah. And so... By the sounds of we don't actually know. So yeah. mentally just losing a bit of that desire to get up and perform every week, which you need at AFL, or you get exposed, or you blokes will come after you. <laughs> you blokes. <laughs> you had shoulder problems, Duck. How did yeah. you find – you had big shoulder problems. How, how did you find the contact after you had the The, the year after, after one pre-season. Now, without, you know, sounding um, confident <laughs> or, or, Arrogant. Or, or cocky, cocky. – um, I, I came back after 10 weeks, right, for, for 
two shoulder reconstructions. Oh, that's rhubarb. Now I wasn't. Now I wasn't. I wasn't even near 100% fit when I came back for those years. In actual fact, I was probably about 60% fit. But I played. The very next year, I was at 100% again. So I did my shoulder start of 97, missed 10 games, played the end of 97, cool. and then 98 had a not a bad year. And we uh, and, and we got to a grand final, lost it obviously. So I got back to my best after having a shoulder reco the very next year. But everyone's different. And, and, you know, how, how the surgery yeah, went, we don't know. And yeah. he did have complications. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of different reasons. We don't, we don't know. What was your recovery on a shoulder eco? <laughs> 10 weeks. <laughs> expect the recovery on a shoulder eco is 16 weeks. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Right. So you are superman. I was just trying to get to you wearing the red jock. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Gaz probably was cocky, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it was Gaz, Gaz should be the icing. For, and yep. since he arrived last, he should be the icing. That's right. It's still on Dangerfield, Salwood, Duncan. Kelly. Kelly, Hawkins, yeah. it's these guys that get the job done. Gaz is the icing, but again, if there's an issue with him picking and choosing, which as I said is one of two things, there's an issue, um, maybe an underlying issue there, but we don't know. But um, I don't think you should kind of not give up, but just relax a little bit on these expectations of, of on guys, him. on him and Dusty's another one. And on. What about the expectations on Geelong to tackle in the forward half? They didn't play a modern game style last year, Geelong. They played, relied on the half-back, the counter-attack. It sounds like summer, been a lot of change. They're going to try and trap so, that ball okay. in the forward half. they yep. got Dalhouse, Tom Atkins, tackle machine from the VFL, Gary Rowan had some speed and pressure. Did you feel they were off the pace strategically last year, tactically? It clearly works for them to an extent what they were trying to do, but I don't, yeah, I don't think... But did it work, though? Well, yeah, well, no. It didn't. If it, in, they needed to change, right? Well, you're suggesting they did. They probably it, it might be just. It's funny that again you, you can't guys, win games on footy it, in the modern game without tackling the well, forward half. Well, just because it's been done before doesn't mean it can't be done a different way again. Jay. True. So they obviously thought that there was a. It wasn't a higher importance for them based yeah. on what they had, what they could do with the ball, and all that kind of thing which is probably a little bit to when they were very dominant. Yep. They still weren't a high-tackling team. I know their footy's evolved as such, but they might have been t- trying to take it down a different path that hasn't quite worked. So it's kind of the adapt or die kind of mentality, but by the sounds of it, they've said, I oh, know we actually need to adapt yep. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let, I agree. Let, let's get back to the new rules. This is where I think Geelong, because they have got such good midfielders and power, strong midfielders, Dangerfield and these guys, the new rules, BJ, with that space, and we've, it's only been a so, small sample size in the JLT, but, you know, Cochin in that last quarter of the JLT, win a couple out of the middle, kick two goals, you can just see that they've got more space and they can burst away. Yeah. Which Geelong, one yeah. of the poorest centre clearance teams in the comp, yeah. and guess what? They've, they've got arguably, you know, two of the best, you know, I love Selwood and, and Dangerfield, mm-hmm. and at one stage, I remember round one, Ablett, Danger, yeah. and, uh, and uh, Selwood lined up in the middle, and Reese Stanley in the ruck, and they were having a photo. I said, Reese, get out. Don't ruin this picture. But do these new rules suit a club like Geelong? I, I actually think it does. And by the way, if but you... But with, with the, the, the ruckman in issue for Geelong, you still need dominance in the air to, yeah, to make it... exactly right. And that's an area, and that's an area that they obviously haven't been poor. But those other players are very good at reading it off, sharking it off the opposition as well. But it's, it's a good point that you make um, in terms of that pressure. But I agree. It doesn't mean you can't do it any other way. And 
it's it's going to be so interesting the start of this year for everyone looking at you know markets who's going to win the Coleman is it, is it going to you know be better for Fords is it going to do this going to do that there's a lot of unknown us talking about the game doing you know Friday night footy and Saturday for the first four or five rounds we're going to be we're, we're going to be feeling our way as much as the players are in terms of tactically what they're trying to do. I love all these predictions on the new rules because no one actually knows how That's it's right. going to evolve because clubs have haven't shown the hand mm-hmm. in the preseason games. Mm-hmm. So it's still going to be quite easy within a matter of seconds to get a plus one behind the ball. Mm. A guy, a wingman can go and start on the right on the back, edge. Right yeah. on the edge. Yep. Ball goes up, he rolls around within a second. Ball only has to be fumbled in the middle and he's already back there. So it, the clubs haven't but shown their exactly. hand. But, but then, BJ, the good thing about that rule, and if that does happen, then it's sort of almost Russian roulette. You yep. can then play, you can say, okay, mate, we'll put our winger actually yep. on the wing. If you, want to stand, if you want to stand there, stand there. And that's, and that's, yep. that's, that's where you're, you know, you're taking your life into your own hands, so to speak. All right, let's touch on... don't want to lose centre clearances with that space that they were able to mm-hmm. carry it. Let's touch on Collingwood quickly. Uh, you're still the highest paid coach in uh, <laughs> AFL history at Collingwood um, as a part-time. Coach. part-time. Um, their midfield, uh, unbelievable, but their pre-season from all the opposition analysis that information we get from Fox and Clubland is they're going as good as ever. That midfield with Beam side bottom, Adams, Pendlebury, Dugowie, it's an unbelievable. With their uncontested possession, the kicking skills really improved. They're going to whip teams through the middle of the ground this year. But for me, the big thing is Jordan Roughhead at full back, right? It, it fixes their big vulnerability last year because they were beaten in the air in the big finals. And then Darcy Moore, after missing the bulk of last season, looks like he's absolutely flying. So Dunny. for me, pun. And Dunn's back around about round eight. Yeah, so okay. as Collingwood had that fragility down back, they had to play Goldsack on Kennedy in the finals. They've now got some coverage back there. And for me, it's all set up for Collingwood to finish top two, BJ, um, with Dugowie, you know, one of the top 15, 20 players in the competition up forward. Yeah, so based on what they did last year, then you still got to think Elliot to come back as a forward. Elliot's the other one, yeah. yeah. He's on the verge of being elite before being injured and hasn't played for... Some yes. ridiculous number. Yep. What's a year. 500 years. years. 500 days or something. <laughs> 10 games in three years or something like that. Uh, and then more, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and now having a bit of flexibility, if Dunn comes back to have Roughhead done and then more to potentially still play back or then forward. forward. Yep. So it's, it is kind of in their own hands as such. Based on what yep. they did last year, you expect certain individuals in that middle tier to improve again. Yeah. Because you know what you're going to get out of the, the stars. You know what, you're going to get a Penderbury, Trelaw, side bottom. Now, they're consistent performance beams. So this next tier to come through, that improvement, so it's, it's somewhat of a scary thought where they could possibly get to this Once year. Once again, uh, so I'll repeat, tougher draw. And yeah. and if they just think... But what they did last year with the injuries is... Oh, huge. they had a lot of injuries, it's totally. It's harder than a tough yeah. block, so... So as long as they've come to this pre-season and they hit the year with not just thinking they, they're, they're going to roll up and play finals again because mm. if if there's a few of them that think like that with a tougher draw all right go. I think that's underestimating Nathan Buckley I think he's got him on edge I think he's got him in a good mental space I don't think that's a concern he had a good summer he went over to Italy for three months didn't he well no oh. <laughs> all right on that note we're going to go to three quarter time here on don't argue power by bet easy after the break we're going to have a look at the futures betting and quick hands which Jamie doesn't know how to do he's a take on tackler and have three bounces because he's a hog all right don't go anywhere <laughs> Thank you.
Welcome back. Last quarter, we're going to do rapid fire here. Duck and BJ, we're going to go through the flag first of all. Duck, who are you selecting for the premiership? Look, we, we generally look like fools when we do these uh, predictions well, at the start things. of each year, but I, I'm going to go for an obvious... <laughs> I, I think Richmond are going to be hard to beat for the flag. I know that they're, they're favourites, and deservedly so. Um, I think with the addition of, of Lynch yep. and a little bit of hunger off losing the prelim the way they did last year, they'll be, uh, they'll be hard. BJ? Again, I hate doing these things. Because no one really knows, let's be honest. No, but you, you got to throw it <laughs> yeah, out who there. Who finished 13th last... Who finished 13th? Bulldogs. 12th, 13th. Bulldogs, I think, finished 13th. So the last three years, the team that's finished 13th has made the grand final. Two of one. Collingwood finished 13th. They lost the grand final by kick. So that, Bulldogs aren't winning. I know. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to throw sure. that up. Might have been Brisbane. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to go Collingwood. Okay. Yep. Based Collingwood on what I just winning. said before, the uh, guys coming back from injury, uh, now the depth and the flexibility... Um, based on everyone saying reasonably healthy this year. Okay, $6 for Collingwood to win it. I'm going with West Coast, back-to-back, back, $7. Back back. Uh, you love Richmond. You mentioned the favourites at four I'll go back this way. Runner-up, I think, is Collingwood. So I think it's the uh, mirror image of last year's grand final. BJ, who's the runner-up? Uh, really? That's boring. Well, we've just got to throw, a, <laughs> throw, throw at the stumps. I'll, I'll go Richmond. Richmond. Collingwood, okay. Richmond. Imagine okay. that as a grand final. Oh, 110 hanging from the rafters. <laughs> huge. Uh, I'm, I'm going to back Melbourne in. I, I, I have a lot of respect for Goody. I agree with you. I think he'll have them hungry. As I said, their draw is tougher. Yep. But I think they have the, uh, the team to get to a grand final. This is my favourite, the bolter. This is where we obviously predict who's going to jump up. I've been bullish on Brisbane last year, round 15, BJ. Oh, they Brisbane. had a percentage yep. better than two teams in the eight. Okay. And then obviously home games as well. Home games. Uh, I think the thirteen. Yeah. Somewhere in between. Yeah. Three to make the eight. I think it's pretty very competitive. Honest, games they lost at home were were all really close games. Yeah. So. So my bold is Brisbane. Bj. I like Brisbane too. Oh, we agree on something. Yeah. Can something. we just get that uh, frame? The, the home games again improvement uh, should improve quite significantly again, um, and from based on current. Or previous years, but the current system with the AFL and equalisation, that 6 to 12 is going to be really tight. Yeah. And there's always one, like we spoke about, that just nudges one out or whatever. So I think that might be Brisbane just hovering there and then come late. I think Adelaide will go straight back into the top four. Yeah. How good's that list at the moment? One yep. injury and using the ball beautifully. Um, the slider, Western Bulldogs for mine. I reckon they're just, they're pre season form, I and mean, you can't really base much around it, but watching their training and that, I'm not sure. Whether they know whether Arthur or Martha, they're all over the shop. Honestly, they are. It's, like everyone's it's, potting it's, the Gold Coast. I reckon the Bulldogs are in real trouble. It's it's pretty real trouble. Okay, okay. But that's what we do, BJ. When I you're know, on the other I side know. of the fence, Gold you just crystal ball, isn't throw it, it out there a little bit. They're fifty-one for the flag and drifting in my book. I'm still getting my head around this this media mentality, mate. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, beautifully. The, the slider. slider. Um, I'm going to go Sydney. Okay. Yeah, I, you know what? It's a lot of people. I, I think I've, I've fell into the trap when I first started in the media, BJ, of, <laughs> of saying Sydney will be the slider, and they never have. They never have. They never, ever, ever have. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, they never have, but maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe this year. Maybe this. We'll just throw it out there. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what we do, BJ. <laughs> not far to slide, so don't um, yeah, have I a go. I think it's a huge one. Don't have a go at me here, but for me, I, I think the Saints uh, – We'll just slide a little bit further down. And, I, and the reason why, I mean, I don't know what Richo's done, but how much bad luck can a club have over the pre-season? Oh. 
you know. I they're, mean, they're pre-season fourth. Robert and Carlisle, you know, Hanabry's had an interrupt. I mean, I mean, Jack Stephen. I mean, they have had. Carlton won the pre-season comp a couple of years and mm. just about well, everything. Well, I'm just go saying, wrong. Faze fundamentally, some of the stuff they're doing is really He's good. Better. And I know. Oh, well, you know what? They're going to slide, but they'll kick straight. Ah, yes. Oh, of course they will. Well done. I love your comments during the week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not going to say anything else. Of course Acri is going to improve, coming from the goalkeeping coach exactly. himself. Well, mate, if he wants to front me up, I'm just going to give it to him straight at court. <laughs> like, let's be honest. He goes, oh, are they going to improve? I'm not going to sit here and know that they can't. Ah, exactly. I'm out of a job. Give me a spell. Isn't this media, mate, you get used to it. Yeah. They just throw this stuff out because they're so bored. Who's the imbecile that asked you that question? Yeah, I wasn't sure, actually. <laughs> it wasn't Jay, was it? No, it wasn't Jay. He asked worse questions than uh. that. Um, Brownlow Medal. I'll go with Clayton Oliver. Ooh, nice choice. Red, redhead. Um, had an unbelievable pre-season. $23, Clayton Oliver. $23. I think that's uh, very juicy. DJ, you love this. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love these <laughs> predictions. What's who's paying the most that's on this sheet? I'll go um, Scotty Penrill, $67. Always oh, thereabouts. Absolutely. And with the new, with a bit of space gotta, in the middle win of the enough round. games. Mm. Someone can stand it. Brisbane era, someone just bobs up, gets more than most. Mm-hmm. Um, Clayton's at 23. He's not bad, Duck. Uh, man, I've got no idea. Okay. Good chat, BJ. <laughs> um, I'm going to see your penalty and raise you to steel side bottom. $19. Oh, really? oh he's a superstar. Oh, Dane Beam's in there now as well. So, steel out. Uh, First time All-Australian last year. Yeah, can you believe that? I can't. Steel. Yeah. He's a, he's a gun, I agree. And you know what? I, you know why I love him? Because, uh, and you could, but not too many players can kick on their opposite foot <laughs> these days. He can. Yep. That's why he's a gun. He's a superstar. All right, let's just fast forward. What will we be talking about after round one next week? Highest, highest scores in the history <laughs> of the game in round one. 6-6-6 six, six, six was a success. I was going to say, the, the new rules being a success. Yes. What about... Torpedoes for me, out of full back. You I'm, said it, and you said pre-season they haven't showed their card yet. You watched the big torps really? coming out of full back. That's what they're working on at the Saints, and, are they? And, and it Absolutely. <laughs> And I'm you at the forefront in, of it. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. we've got to bring the talk back. No, I'm, I'm going to be. T- I reckon the uh, what each team's resolution oh, emoji. is about, about the score. The oh, the interchange. The interchange board. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it on? It's been put on the clubs now to find their own way of doing it. Yep. yep. This, but this <laughs> is why. But this is why I love Ruffy. And you know, everyone's up and oh, it's not going to work and this and that. Ruffy said, "Well, it's pretty easy. If you look over at the bench and it says two, you come off." <laughs> Jared, on your bike. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm going to love the it's guys. Not that that hard. Just like yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it. The sun was yeah. shining off it. He finally comes off, and the guy's sitting on the bench. Yeah, you, I'm short sighted. Sitting I'm, here for 10 minutes. Didn't you know I'm short sighted? Oh. Thanks very much, Duck. Outstanding work, BJ. Uh, first one, how'd you rate yourself out of 10? Pretty solid. It's solid. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Level headed so, one. So it's good you're sitting on the fence again. I asked you out of 10, and you give me nothing. <laughs> Seven? Eight? I'm, still, I'm still in the player mentality, mate. Okay, yeah. all right. You've been uh, getting out of You're working for us now. All right, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Give us the five stars. Tell your mates if you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week here on Don't Argue. We're powered by Bed Easy. Good luck for your round one.